Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the PHNX Rising post-game show. Uh, it's been a crazy night so far. Uh, oh, we got Owen, we got Edwin over there. Thank you so much for being patient and holding on with us. We had some technical difficulties here. Great win for Rising today, 2-1 over the Miami FC. Uh, a wonderful night here at Wild Horse Pass. Um, before we get started, I do want to acknowledge Tyler. Thank you so much for your super chat. Uh, he said, here's a little sum sum, so we do appreciate that. Really helped us out here. Uh, but anyway, let's go ahead and get started, guys. Great win tonight. Owen, I know you were sprinting from, from the field up here <laughs> to the press box. Uh, me and Edwin were stressing over here, but what were your, your thoughts on the game tonight? I'm still trying to get my head back there. We had a, it, was, it was stressful. It you was know, crazy. You know what we should do? Yes. In true PHNX tradition? Uh-oh. Let's blame the intern. Yeah. No, no, no. It wasn't Edwin's fault. It wasn't Edwin's fault. No. It's not Edwin's fault. It's not Edwin's fault. We had some Wi-Fi issues here. <laughs> a lot, a lot was, went down. It was connected but not connected, and who knows? Yeah. But, hey, look, not Rising's best game by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. But they still pulled off the win mm -hmm. against a good Miami FC team. Or, sorry, a good the Miami FC team. Done with that. <laughs> we got to leave that one in there. The Miami FC. Um, and so... You come away feeling quite happy, even yeah. though there were definitely things to improve. Yep. Yeah, no, definitely started off a little bit rocky for Rising. Miami kind of held on to the ball a little bit more. I, I expected that defensive effort coming from Miami. Again, they only gave up one goal coming in, uh, average of one goal per game coming in. So it was going to be a tough time. But Rising were able to stay patient even after that first goal that Miami was able to get. Let's talk about that first goal from uh, Kevin Lambert. He stole the ball in the middle of the field sprinted all the way to the to the uh, six-yard box and was able to get the pass from Repetto after a Kalistri shot. So what do you make of that play? I know you were down there. Mm -hmm. what, what did you make of it? You know, I was actually more impressed that after making that kind of a run, mm -hmm. he still had enough energy in the tank to do the flip. <laughs> the trademark, trademark Kevin Lambert flip. Yep. I mean, nothing quite compares to it, does mm -hmm. it? I asked him how many more he thinks he's got in the tank this season. <laughs> he, he just kind of laughed. It's like, well, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. But... Look, it was a a very good effort from him to show that you just don't give up on those. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, he gets his reward for it. Yeah, definitely. First goal of the season, first Lambert leap. Uh, Edwin, uh, yes, sir. Before we move on, Scott Mitchell with the $20. Another little bit of Ooh. support. Great stuff, as always. Thanks for doing these streams. See, when we even delayed and had to figure it all out we still got the support so thank you no Scott. you guys don't we even know if you guys support. in the chat thank you so much for holding on if you guys could see how we were right now <laughs> before we got on air you would have seen us we look like yeah. chickens with our heads but we, we really yeah, appreciate just, it I, I, yeah we, we were busy fiddling with stuff and i may have uh, snapped at our poor friend over there who's got his headphones in so he can't hear nah, it deal's fine <laughs> uh yeah uh shout out to uh tyler again thank you for the super chat scott thank you so much we really appreciate that uh that super chat you just uh dropped scott Racer Dog, uh, again, we can't do this without you guys. We appreciate you. So thank you so much for holding on. Oh, we have a 20 or so people who are with us tonight. Exactly. Yeah. 20, yeah, 24 right now. But, yeah, thank you so much, everybody. Um, after that Lambert goal, uh, the halftime came through. I Did Rick say something to the guys to kind of get them going? Because they looked a little, you know, out of energy in the first half, in my opinion. Maybe they weren't fighting those 50-50 balls. But once – the second half started, it was a completely different story. So you think something happened in that locker room? See, I wouldn't, I would argue it's a slightly different turning point in there. Mm -hmm. um, and it's similar to what Rick was telling us about in that it's the turning point was Kalistri moving into the middle. Oh, okay. Um, that, that's kind of where it changed a little bit. He was providing a different kind of creativity. Now, what was, what they were struggling with in that game 
really was creativity from the middle of the park. Mm -hmm. It wasn't really there. And that's why you had a lot of rising kind of possession. Well, not a huge amount of possession, but a lot of their possession wasn't necessarily the most threatening. Mm -hmm. um, There's a lot of the time where it felt like the ball was, was kind of trapped in the opposition half of the field, especially in that first half. That was really, really critical because I, I you know, I can tell you, I was standing behind the goal that rising were attacking and it mm -hmm. always just felt like the ball was a, a million miles away from us. It, Net, they weren't really getting up there. They weren't mm -hmm. bombarding that Miami defense with with any kind of pressure, really. Yeah. And so what you ended up with there was they come out in the second half. You see a few of those changes. They end up moving Kalistri into the middle, and that's kind of where it changes. Now, what's intriguing, maybe, maybe what happened, and I'm sure you're about to bring it up now, maybe what happened wouldn't have happened if Rick hadn't gone with his gut. Mm. What do you mean by that? He said, he told us this after the game, he was debating and the coaching staff were debating who were they going to bring off? Was it Arturo or was it Luis? Oh, okay. Wow. And in the end, he goes with taking Arturo off and we see what Luis does at the end. Yeah, and that uh, Seiya's uh, question about taking him off was interesting. He had the yellow card from the 24th minute. Rick decided to stick with him. Um, and Seiya wasn't having his best game. He wasn't able to get a, a shot on goal. His only shot on target was the goal that he scored, which was wonderful, by the way. And, you know, shout out to Rick and his staff for, for you know, trusting has to be able to, you know, uh, make an impact on the game. Well, Luis came up to us after the game. We had him first, first guy we spoke to. And he flat out just said, no, that was a bad game. I had an awful game. Mm. Like, he had he a few balls it. where it he kind of just gave it up to the opposition. And it's not a usual Luis Seijas performance. Wasn't his kind of game. Now, he changed his boots at halftime. Oh, okay. Change his boots at halftime. So there's maybe a halftime factor. There you go. Change his boots at halftime. He hits that absolute rocket to win the game. Yeah. And now he says he's sticking with those boots. Yeah. That, let's talk about that goal now that we're talking about Luis, uh, Luis Manuel Seijas. Uh, Edwin, I think you and I kind of missed it. And, uh, I saw a little bit of it kind of towards the end. But once we saw the replay, that's that's an insane shot, man. Like he's, I, I, I think he's only scored from outside the box this season. It seems like every time he scores, it's like a Puskas nomination <laughs> slash goal of the year kind of nomination yeah. for him. I mean, great moment. And I mean, he's been the man to kind of rise up when they need something. Mm -hmm. I think a, a lot of us expected early on in the year to, it, for it to be Arturo. And I'm not I'm not discrediting what Arturo has done so far and all that. Yeah. But we thought maybe Arturo would be doing what more Seyas has been doing as of mm -hmm. late. So a heck of a goal. And as, as you mentioned, I, I kind of missed it because kind of the peel the curtain a little bit. I'm setting up a lot of this stream during the, <laughs> the last little push of the game. So I'm setting up. I'm setting up. I hear a roar of explosion behind yeah. me. And then I had to watch watch the highlight. What a hit. What let's, a hit. Let's be honest now. I think if that had hit the goalkeeper, Connor Sparrow, in the face, I think it would have knocked him out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean he did knock out a, another uh, Miami <laughs> player earlier. Power in that yeah. shot. I, yeah. how, how do you stop that? How do you keep that out? Yeah. yeah when he no. just smashes it like that, yeah. how? That is insane. No, and in earlier in the game, he had hit a, a Miami player, and he stayed down for like five minutes. I, I know. I was chatting with some people down there, pitch size, and they were like, the first touch. You mm -hmm. see that first touch from the saying, Oh, it's heavy first touch. It's taking it away from him. Mm -hmm. Is he going to get to it? Oh, he does. <laughs> Just, and that it, ball goes towards the keeper, you know, and the I, amount of power that it central, had. Yeah. But the power just made it impossible yeah. to That's, stop. That was yeah. insane. And then seeing it from the press box, I know I kind of jumped out of my chair. I was looking at the Blaze guys, Blaze radio guys, and they're like just doing the same expression as I was. So I, insane, insane goal. And I think we're getting used to these, though, because like we kind of expect that any time yeah. uh, has has the ball yeah. near the 18-yard box, if he rips that shot, most likely it's going to go in.
So yeah, props to him. Very, very good finish from him. I mean, that's got to be up there for goal of the week, right? That's got to be in it's the conversation. Be. Yeah, yeah. Chat, it's got to be on the short list. Chat, y'all know what to do. You know, we got to get those votes into. Yeah, get that. when USL put that up. A, if he's not on there, I want you all to make USL aware of how bad an error they have made. Yeah, exactly. Every single one of you on there, on Twitter, make <laughs> them aware of how bad they should feel for not picking it. Mm-hmm. But then when they do pick it, which I very much hope that they do, <laughs> get on there and vote. On there and vote. Yeah. Don't let Detroit people steal it like they seem to show up <laughs> and whatever they do to win these. Twitter fingers. Uh, Jet, uh, wonderful is an understatement to that to that goal. Say he has tried to kill a man with the shot too. Said says Pat Moses, Corey C said is saying it was a bullet. Yeah, not not we can't say enough things about that goal. You know, no. gave Rising the victory, six and zero in April for Phoenix Rising. This it all started with that uh, San Antonio win. In all competitions now, perfect April. Who would have thought this after those back to back losses against Las Vegas and San Diego? We well, you know what I'll say. USL doesn't do a manager of the month, does it? I saw Jake I, did, tweet did about it? it, but I'm not sure if they yeah. do that. I think I saw it, at least as of late, no. Because I hope not. Because you know what they say, it's the kiss, right? You win it, you lose your next game. That's so true. so let's not you get gotta that You got to hope not. Um, <laughs> That's a good point. So what are your thoughts on that? Six six and no in April after the you know those two losses. What has changed? You know, I, I see more fight and rising for the entire 90 minutes, and that's something we wanted since the first game. So besides that, what has changed in your eyes? I think there are smaller things. They're winning more battles in general, right? and that can come down to the fight you're saying, but they're winning more of those duels. They're winning more, a little bit more in the air. Yeah. Um, I think defensively at times they are better. They're not there yet, not quite yet, mm-hmm. um, because, you know, Ben Lunt has been called on multiple times yeah he had a couple saves tonight to make some really really big stops Mm -hmm. and keep this team in games uh but but it's improved over where it was yeah um and that that's the key thing and there's again there are still moments we saw it tonight with the goal conceded Mm -hmm. i don't know if you want to talk about that at all yeah we can talk about it yeah it you know just chatting through with rick about what he sees happening there you had kind of an overload on the right hand side darnell wasn't really able to cover it properly. And Joey was a little bit too far up the field to, yeah. to come back and support. And then Kev just kind of, the guy gets off his shoulder. And that's still kind of a work in progress to a degree mm-hmm. for Kev. He's getting into that centre-back position, making it work. Yeah. And so when the cross comes in, he's pinpoint onto the guy's head. A great cross. On, yeah. You know, on the edge of the 60-yard box, he's going to make you pay mm-hmm. for that. Um, so there are small things, little things that still just, they, they get caught on, but... Not quite as much as they were, yeah. I think, before this current streak. Yeah. Yeah, and I agree. You see those little lapses uh, once in a while during the game, but I think Lambert has done a perfectly fine job. I think that goal in itself was a little bit of a miscommunication, but it does start at the top. Kalistri was not in this position. He was trying to race back, but by the time he did, you know, uh, uh, the Miami player was able to get, get off that cross. So lapses in that but lambert was able to make it up obviously by yeah. <laughs> by his goal tonight yeah. so we won't judge him too hard for that <laughs> um yeah man it's it's insane man it's a it's a great feeling to you know win these these games six six and oh uh so far anything rick uh anything else that rick uh said tonight Ah, uh, various pits for example they're actually they're gonna give the boys an extra day off now oh really? end of a long week an extra day of recovery yeah man new um, mexico twice so. and by the way new mexico lost today against san antonio so oh, what's a shame Oof, one oh. zero against san antonio oh, new mexico united i can't <laughs> believe they lost that game oh my god um, something, something the wheels are falling off <laughs> uh but yeah. 
a weird day around USL. I'm sure we'll come on to that later, but it's <laughs> weird results. Yeah, um, yeah. I was just talking to Edwin about that. Before we uh, continue with our show, though, uh, Owen, I do want to talk about OG's Brands. If you guys haven't yet, make sure to stop by your local dispensary and grab some amazing scratch-made THC gummies from our friends at OG's. They just announced their new mini OG's, which is three milligram microdose options for those not wanting to dive in right into the regular 10 milligram option. Uh, these uh, three milligram microdose options will be available on May 3rd. They have amazing flavors such as orange creamsicle, tropical, and watermelon. So if you're interested in trying the amazingly delicious variety of flavors that OG's Brands has to offer, go to ogsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com to find OG's near you. Oh, man. It's a little, it's a little uh, chilly tonight. It I underestimated. <laughs> it's not cold. What are you on about, man? <laughs> All right, boys, before we move on yeah. too much. Yes, sir. We got to talk about Jack King's King of the Game and one that I, I it might be a little controversy in the chat. Uh-oh. We're going with Lambert. I know. I didn't pick this. I, you, you can blame. You know what? This one you can blame on the intern. Blame it on Edwin. <laughs> we went with What's Lam up with that crown placement? All right, listen. The mini crown. It's it's a it's a crown, all right. Let me explain why we went Lambert. Then you can question my my crown placement. Lambert on his goal that you know we have yet to talk about too much. He got the interception himself, and he he had a great movement forward, and then was in the right spot for Rapetto to set up the assist and create a goal. In a first half, that was not that great for the Rising. Yeah. That was the first shot on target, so that changes the game going to locker room one one versus one zero. Uh, defensively. Lambert has been the man who kind of been put back there and has changed their defense quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's still not a perfect product, but it's getting there. So I feel like this is not only just for tonight's performance, but his uh, his improvement on defense. So I think a lot of what Rising's progressing, at least on defense, you got to give at least a shout out to Lambert and what he's done back there. Well, he had a better game than your crown placement there, right? Oh, right. oh. Yeah, no, I think I think Kev had a good game, good game, except for that, you know, that miscommunication and that cross for for Miami's yeah. goal. But other than that, I think he does great, and I think since he's been moved to that back line, Rising have been playing a lot better. So, you know, shout out to him. Um, I do want to kind of look at some stats here really quickly. So, in the first half, uh, total shots for Rising, uh, only four total shots, and then two on target. Now, if we move on to the second uh, second uh, half, sixteen total shots five on target big difference from the first half to the second half well it kind of summed up the change didn't it right mm -hmm. as i said it was a lot of possession or well a lot of the time when the ball was there it was in their own half arising trying to move out of there it's a struggle when they did get the ball up into the opposition half it felt like the balls in weren't great mm -hmm. the for whatever reason they couldn't quite connect with the guy in the middle mm -hmm. um when they finally did it was offside and i think we all Agreed from having seen replay yeah. there. It looks like he was indeed offside. Um, not the best angle, unfortunately. That is the limitation as ever of the broadcast cameras. But from what we can tell, it's a believable offside at mm -hmm. least. Yeah. But it, yeah. overall, just yeah. wasn't a great first half, was it? No, it was yeah. a tale of two halves. Mm -hmm. I mean, the first half, they were out-possessed. They were out-shot. You, you, Miami deserved the lead a half. If, if we were to give it to someone, it would be Miami in that first half, yeah. right? And, it, you know, maybe the draws fair enough, but, like, the first shot on target was that Lambert goal. Mm -hmm. So, for them to go in tied with, with that first half, I mean, I think that's a, just a huge win for them. And then, obviously, that second half, they 
that that shoe change, that everything was just different. I mean, that team yeah. came out blazing and again, we're just waiting for that full 90 minutes. I'm so I mean, we've you seen know, it. We've seen it, but like I I'm not going to say too much about them about their performance in the first half because they already had that midweek game they're they're coming off you know yeah. that game as well so i'm not gonna press on them too much they took care of business in the second half which is they only needed 45 good minutes to, to beat them so can't really fault them too much for that yeah i mean it's it's interesting isn't it because just chat with people about the open cup in midweek and a lot of the feeling was that miami fc had had a good first half and a bad mm-hmm. second half in that game and it's almost like that kind of repeated itself here today um look it They've got to got to pick it up, really, though, in these first half performances, because as as Devin in here is saying, you know, they they're always not quite up to scratch in that first half, right? Yeah, he said something else. Yeah, you he can read it. Else, but it's <laughs> not scratching the first half, and that's true. It's true. Yeah. I think a lot of the time we go in at the break and we look at each other, and it's just like, really, yeah, really, and you're fighting an uphill battle at that point. Okay, it, today they were all right. They got that goal for the break. If they hadn't gotten that goal before the break, would it have been the same game? Yeah. Really, because mm-hmm. you can't keep fighting back from these kind of positions whereby you've struggled and then you're going to fight back. You know, it's all well and good saying the boys have heart and character and all of that. And yes, those are all good qualities in any given game. But you don't want to be rescuing yourselves every match. Yeah. That's yeah. not really the formula for a winning season. Mm-hmm. And you don't want your defensive players to be the the best options, the best attack. I mean, year long, you know, we've seen Manuel Madrid sometimes being the best option yeah. in, in halves. And today, that first half, I think Lambert, I mean, he got the goal. What a movement. He had to be the I one. I think it was just that instinct team. of being a midfielder. He's like, oh, I got to keep going <laughs> because that's typically not what he's supposed to be doing, at least when he's playing center back. So. Yeah. It's just rising with the attack and the options that they have and all that, that – you don't want your defense to be the ones who have to carry the load and be creating chances that have mm-hmm. to do that. You, the attack needs to, you know, in the creativity also from the midfield, you know, that's also the yeah. midfield needs to link up with the attack. Yeah. Aiden and Quinn, I think options. had a great game in the midfield, you know, crosses, you know, cutting off lanes, able to, to keep the, the ball moving from side to side. I think he had a wonderful game. I think he's kind of underrated in some ways because we take his performances for granted most of the time, but I think he did, he did a really great job, uh, great job tonight. Um, great uh, comment here by Scott. He says, it, it seemed like Miami FC was content with the draw and played it, uh, played like it around 70 minutes uh, and, and forward. So I saw that, too. They were just content with, you know, kicking the ball forward and see what happens. I think the change with Epps and Santi Moore coming in around that 65th, 78th minute, I think that kind of gives a little jolt as well. With the, with, I know you mentioned Kalistri, but having Santi on that left side, I think it worked out really well. I really like Santi tonight. I just want to go back a second there. Yes. And- you're talking about they were just content to kick it forward and see what happens. This is an Anthony Pulis team. <laughs> this is Tony Pulis's son manages this team. And you think they like to play direct? Like, well, <laughs> no, <Nope. laughs> they kind of do. That's yeah. just, come on, we all know Tony Pulis. What is he? Dinosaur football in the Premier yeah. League time. Who fit forward and see what happens? Four, four, two, six, four, three, forward. To the Santi Mile point, just to to add on to this, we know that he's not. Um, not necessarily in the best shape still, that ankle. Yeah. Um, Rick Rick said as such after the game, they were actually in a position where they knew they had enough people on the bench that if they had to sub a sub mm-hmm. and bring him off, they would have done so. Oh, okay. Um, he's still hobbling a little bit on it. It's not totally okay. Yeah. Um, he has... But he wants to feel play. like he's been rushed back mm-hmm. a little bit, I mm-hmm. think, um, is the impression that Rick gave. But 
at the end of the day. No, he had, he had a decent game today, I think. Yeah. Well, it wasn't a bad game at all off the bench. Um, Epps, uh, I think, and Edwin and I were discussing this a little bit more. I think we're still looking for that huge Epps game and that good, really good performance. Um, I did see some flashes tonight of that. I think he's coming into his own, but how much time does he need? You know, is it more maybe bring him off the bench time yeah. now? Or, like, what are we thinking here? I, I, like, I, again, I think he had a great, perfectly fine uh, second half, but not not sure how much how much time or how much we can oh, expect from him. Go. I know I want to talk about Don't it. Clip oh, this one. Oh, Don't clip this one this time. There are still moments where uh, it feels like he's not quite kicked into, full, like, top gear. Yeah. Um, there are times when he's not necessarily you expect him to just run, take people on, run, go, go. And he doesn't. Mm-hmm. He's either a little bit slow on the off, or he gets past one person and then just kind of stops and turns back. Mm. And it, it's not working quite. It, it slows things down when he's in a position on the field that you don't want him to slow the game down, right? Mm. That's where your midfielders often come in, right? Yeah. If you're a midfielder or you're number nine, they slow it down when they know they need to. He's, been around. he's slowing it down when he doesn't need to slow that game down. Yeah. And the problem is, is that that's kind of messing with their rhythm going forward a little bit. Um, that's where the problem is. And I understand the, you know, the concern over realistically how much longer can you wait in a team like this mm-hmm. for him to hit form. I expect he will hit form at some point. Again, it's just, for whatever reason, it feels like he's not quite hitting top gear, even if we know that he's capable of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, That's what we're asking these questions, elsewhere. yeah. Yes. He's done it elsewhere. Mm-hmm. That's almost why, I guess, is frustrating. There are, there are people, I know we had the conversation about Channing, yeah. but our expectations for him are <laughs> high. Yeah. Okay? But our expectations for Epps were high. Yeah, absolutely. That's but, what the problem is here. Yeah, and I think you labeled the Epps part very well. For me, right, and this may be something, I don't know if you guys agree with me or not. For me, I want to see a Arturo Rodriguez game. I think we saw that early on, and our expectations are high of Arturo, right? Mm-hmm. We labeled him how he possibly could be an MVP of just the league as a whole. You know, how he's very talented and all that. Mm-hmm. And it seems like his games have not been bad, yeah. but they haven't been great. Mm-hmm. And I think it's partly why the, uh, tonight we saw a chance to took out Arturo because his games, he hasn't changed the game as much as we know he can because mm-hmm. we know his he has brilliance. He has moments where he can change the game by himself. He can do a skill and all that. And we haven't seen that from Arturo, at least mm-hmm. as of late. Mm-hmm. I think for me, because I don't want to just, you know, put on S because I think you talked about it well, but for me, I want to see an Arturo game where we know he can play the way he is because we have high expectations of him. But I think the thing with Arturo that we have to remember is it, it's probably partly a confidence thing now. Unfortunately, yeah. these things become self-fulfilling, right? Yeah. He has a bad game, and then he just kind of gets him a little bit. And we see, like, he's he, he, we all know that he's the first guy. He's a very passionate guy. He's the first guy in the referee's face. Yeah. Let's be honest, yeah. okay? We all know that. The problem is, is that that kind of, like, passion is unchecked. Kind of, and especially because he's young. He's a young player. He's still yeah. working on it. It's like, you know, I mean, Luis has a bad game because of Rocket to win it. But, uh, you know, he Ooh. comes off and, and Chaz is just like, yeah, it's a bad game. He's, yeah. You know, he, he's, he's been around the block head. enough times he's to know. The old, he's been around the block. Yeah. He's played for 60,000 people in South America. He, he knows what he's... Yeah. Like, we're kind of still working on that with Arturo. I feel like he's still maturing as a footballer in some mm. ways and not like... You know, it sounds like it's almost infantilizing him a little bit. He's not maturing as a person. I'm sure he's 
but but just as a footballer, yes, yes, and it's it's tough when this is, I'm sure, also partly on on people like us, unfortunately, where we put all these expectations on a <laughs> yeah. guy like that, and it's yeah. hard. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard because he's got the talent, he's got all the potential that he needs to to go out and, and be that kind of a guy, yeah. but. At the moment, because things aren't just clicking, it's hard. I wonder if he's he's getting his head a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's almost where you need somehow. I know Luis has worked with him in the past. Mm-hmm. You need someone to kind of pull him to the side, I think, and just get him feeling better about himself, get him yeah. happier out there doing his thing. Mm-hmm. And once he loses up that little bit, I think we can still see those fireworks from Arturo this season. But it's just... It's just time, isn't it, I think? Yeah, no, and, and I think you can apply that to some of the other rising players like you like you were mentioning earlier, Epps. Repetto tonight, it's it's maybe, what, his sixth straight game without a goal or something like that, and he's doing the work. I can see him getting frustrated, his, yeah. his body language. You can see it that he really wants to score, and he's putting himself in the, this position to connect with the midfield or put himself yeah. in, in the position for crosses, but it's just not happening. And sometimes as a striker, that could, that could be the, the morale, uh, but it could hurt you in the sense. Crossing. Yeah. Crossing. Yeah. It's yeah. the crossing. He's not getting the service. And I'm, it's frustrating because we can sit here and talk about, well, is that how rising plays? And the answer is, if it isn't, why do you bring him in? Yeah. Yeah. Like, true. you know, you, we know who he is. We know what kind of a player he is. We know what he's going to thrive off of. Yeah. And yet, for whatever reason, we're not seeing high balls into him. Yeah. We're not seeing those. And if that's not the Phoenix rising way, that's fine. But he's your starting number nine at the moment. Okay. You don't get to just slap someone in and say it'll work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got to either fit the system or you've got to change the system to fit him. Yeah. yeah. And that's the problem I think we're seeing with Claudio Repetto right now is that he's not getting those balls in the ear to him that you'd actually expect him to do something with. And unfortunately, unfortunately, I think also Claudio needs to time his runs a little bit better. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. But if that continues to be the case, then why not replace him? You know, mm-hmm. and I get it. It should be on the team to focus on the crossing, but it's time to bring someone off the bench. Like <laughs> I knew he was going to go there. <laughs> it's time to have not Greg start. Like, but if you speak to Rick, they're, they're the same kind of player. But they're not. So, <laughs> like for me, right? Greg is the more well-rounded play, number nine, at least. Oh, Greg! Uh, Greg is different. So, yeah. yeah, you're talking about Richmond. Yeah, but Rich, Richmond's not the aerial kind of threat guy. He's he's the energy, pacey. Yeah. He's gonna give you like more action throughout the way and more. Now, I didn't see him getting any service during the the cup game that he played. Well, yeah, really. but I think that's what they were trying the to system play. Issues. They were I trying don't to play like with Repetto. Yeah, it's oh. it's the system. The system doesn't I agree. seem to work at the, this moment with a player like that. And it's not necessarily a bad thing about the system. It's not necessarily a bad thing about the player. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, those two things aren't working together. But when it does, that's going to be trouble for the opposition because will it yeah i think so i think so because that that then gets to the point of you are you changing how he plays that's true no well the point i want to make is that Epps is not playing at his best i don't think repetto is playing at his best right now you have arturo that's kind of in between so you have a rising team that went six and oh in april you know only gave up three goals i think and they're still winning games yeah that's that's the thing is that's how much depth there is in this team yeah exactly that's why you gotta applaud it is this rising team is not at its peak. They're still progressing. And I think it's good, though, because I think they're learning. They, they still got a lot to improve 
They still got things from attack, things from defense that they got to work on. Yeah. I don't think you want to reach your peak early. You want to reach your peak later because we saw what what type of runs you go on later in reaching your peak at the end means. I mean, Orange County clearly wasn't the best team last year all year long. They just reached their peak at the right time and won it. And I think Rising fans would rather take winning the cup, reaching their peak later than struggling a little early and getting points here and there. Well, there's one comment in here I'm really interested with, and I want to see what you guys think on this. Yep. So it was, if Epps was in form, Repetto wouldn't start since Greg could move up top. Now, we'll add the extra caveat in there. Of course, Santi's also not fully fit right now. But do you think that's true? Do you think that if Epps was in form, Santi was fit, we're in that kind of a position, the Repetto wouldn't be starting, we'd have Greg Hurst there instead? Yeah. Yeah. I love that lineup. The fluidity between those three. If Epps moves to the middle, you could have Santi either move to the other side. Or There's so many mismatches you can create just by the fact that they're all able to fill that position perfectly. You saw it today with Hurst playing on the left wing. A beautiful cross to Kalistri that was stopped by the Miami uh, goalkeeper. There's so much versatility in his game that he could fit anywhere. And I think that's something that Rick, you know, really likes about Hurst. So if Rapetto's not working and you have Hurst playing well, Epps playing well, and something playing well, I think Rapetto goes to the bench. No, no, I agree. I, For me, if Marcus was performing the way we expected and want him to, I think the perfect lineup is what Rick has been wanting all season long. That is Marcus, Greg Hurst, and Santi because they would work well and it would be in sync and they could – play from the wings, but also build through the middle, which I think they also need to do more. Yeah. And, and in my personal opinion, I, I'm also going to throw that back to you, Owen, but I'm, uh, there's also another question that is interesting from Corey. He says, can we all agree that we need Musa back? I forgot about oh. Musa tonight. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I forgot about Musa tonight. I forgot about him. See, I couldn't forget about him because he just kind of stands there by the tunnel. <laughs> like, he just kind of stands there by the tunnel watching. Yeah. Wishfully wishing he was back out there kind yeah. of thing, I think. Um, I think the thing about Musa is you want to add that left-footed sense back to the back. It kind of makes it all fit together a little bit better yeah. in that sense. Um, but then what do you do? Because you've got to drop, you know, again, there's more questions in the chat about this, which would be, you know, what, what would it look like? Then? Yeah. Um, because I think Musa slots in, yes, when we know he's fit. But who are you dropping? Joey? Or are you dropping Luis to make that Kev's shift up a bit? Or what? What are you doing there? Because that, that's complex. Though. It's complex. Because I think Farrell also had a great second half. Yeah. There was a lot of moments where he came mm -hmm. up big, save off the line, a mm -hmm. lot of tackles. So you don't really want to take Farrell off. But do you take Lambert off of a defensive line that and a defense that improved when he got there? And do you take off as knowing what he does? So does that mean Arturo? It's, it's either say has or, or Arturo that are going to come off. I'm not going. I'm not going to take Quinn tough. off. that's tough. You can't take a player like Arturo, given what he can do. But that's that's the question of if we're talking in form right now. Yeah, if you're going to put Musa back in that in that center back pair, it's it's that tough decision that Rick's going to have to do. I think Sejas is going to be on on the face of it. That feels like a really defensive move. It does because you're effectively just swapping Musa in for Arturo, not obviously in the, those mm -hmm. positions, but mm -hmm. that feels like it's a really much more defensive minded move because guys like Luis, yes, they, they contribute defensively as does Aiden, but they're not quite just defensive focused in a way that a guy like Musa kind of is really. Yeah. Uh, Jet says drop Arturo for Musa. I think if you drop Arturo, it would affect them a little bit more than it would for Sejas. 
Just the, uh, that's from what I've Sehas seen. Sejas is scoring all these goals. Like, that's but, what I mean. That's, but no one else is taking them on. No, I agree. But Why then, is no one else taking them on? Do you, yeah. do you put in CS like 60 minute plus then? Be yeah. the super sub. Because you need that super sub who can score off the bench and change the difference. I think that'll be yeah. CS's role perfectly right now. Then. Mm-hmm. Just um, a thought. <laughs> and then Tyler, do we move pieces when it's working? Again, 6-0 and in April. Things are going well. Well, I think it's working, but there's progress to be made. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you cannot see the team that happened today and be like, you're 100% fine with it. Mm-hmm. So I, I think if, you know, Rick, you know, where to move pieces, you can't be mad at him because you're like, there's still things to be fixed. Yeah. You know, that defensive line and, and that attack in that first half, a little questionable. A little iffy, yeah. You got outplayed by Ma- Miami in the first 45. Don't forget it. Yeah. So I think it is working, and you don't want to mo- change too much, but there's still things to be worked on. Yeah. Um, let's take a quick break, guys. Talk about DraftKings. Uh, the NBA playoffs are uh, in full effect right now. We had Boston beating the Nets tonight, go up 3-0. and So want to definitely get some action in on that. Um, if you guys haven't yet, make sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You win no matter what. Plus, each day of the first round, get a risk-free bet up to $10 if your same game parlay doesn't hit. If you guys can bet the Suns, they'll be playing again tomorrow after that great performance last night. So, you guys uh, make, make sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You can use promo code PHNX, bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of the playoffs and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code PHNX at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Uh, you do have to be 21 and over to gamble, Arizona only. Gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Whew. We still failing Suns in five? I am. I think last night it put a lot of, you know, relief. Uh, CP3 stepped up big. Um, Pelicans, I mean, if they were to win the series, I think they need to win last night. And yeah. I think they, it would have made it more interesting. Mm-hmm. But I think you feel more relief. Big The big boys balled last night and bailed the sun. So I think that the small boys will do better the next game. Take the win. And then you go home. Yeah. Sun, sun shot terribly. Crowder's not playing at his best. Cam's not playing at his best. If those any of those guys get going, it's over. Yeah. And remember, there is a watch party at the Ainsworth tomorrow. Are you going to be there again? The PHNX Suns crew. We'll see. We'll see. So make sure to head out there. RSVP online because mm-hmm. it gets busy. So yeah. you got to be able to show you got that. Yeah, uh, great crowd yesterday. So how yeah. was it yesterday? I went to give the people a little. You know. It was a good crowd. Good number of people there. Um, and, of course, Big Sauce was there. Big sauce. The yeah. big sauce. Who I went to high school with, by the way. The same. His favorite place. <laughs> His favorite place. North High School. All right, guys, to wrap it up here, let's take a look at some scores around the USL. Oh, that's uh, Some great stuff tonight. Uh, do, do you want me to read out some Read out some here? Yeah. Uh, so we have uh, – so, uh, yeah, go for it. Go for it. Yeah, we got uh, New Mexico United nil, San Antonio one. Woo. And I think we'll start and end it there. Thanks, boys. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> Look, it's it's interesting. I just look at that. They didn't have the possession. Mm. Uh, it was a penalty actually for San Antonio. I was actually really tempted to say San Antonio get a result in New Mexico. There yeah. were good odds on that game, and I just couldn't bring myself to do it. Yeah, couldn't yeah. bring myself to do it. But I probably should have now because they. Yeah, San Antonio's been playing great after uh, losing to Rising. So good Detroit stuff. Detroit with a late winner against Hartford. A couple of draws to start the day that were unexpected draws as well. Uh, Tampa Bay. Drawing away to the baby bulls. 
A lot of draws, and man. Louisville drawing one all away to Charleston. Uh, surprising those. Pittsburgh demolish Atlanta 2. We expected that. That game ended 4-0. Mm-hmm. Uh, RGV winning against Sac Republic 2-1. Oh, that's painful. I had a... I might have had a... Yeah, El Paso and Oakland yeah, uh, uh, sharing some points here. Las Vegas and Galaxy 2 as well, who is rising will be playing next mm-hmm. week. Um, FC Tulsa nil, Colorado Springs switchbacks 2. Uh, some goals there from Haji Barry and uh, Foster. I think all of these results kind of benefit Rising on, on this side. Uh, Rising now up to 15 points. Um, Peek at the standings. Yeah, one game be uh, one less game played than uh, San Diego's, which has 16, and then Colorado with 18. So if Rising wins next week at Galaxy, you know, we're looking at 18 points, man. Back isn't it, isn't it quite intriguing that when San Diego posted that table last week and were like, oh, we still woke up top of the table. Now that they didn't play and the teams that have played <laughs> multiple games less than them have been able to play. They don't do Suddenly it they've been leapfrogged by two teams. That's funny, <laughs> that, isn't it? Like, it's almost like teams that are only one point behind you, mm-hmm. but that have two games in hand on you can overtake you with relative ease. So yeah, Colorado Springs on top of the moment, San Antonio right behind them. Then it's San Diego and Rising. Yeah, looking good in the standings. Uh, great results. Uh, two more games tomorrow. Uh, that's going to be Loudon at uh, Birmingham at Loudon tomorrow, and then we have Orange County at Indy Eleven. Which one? That one should Ooh. be good. Looks like it's Which the game of the that? week, right? Uh, Birmingham against. Sorry, is uh, Indy Eleven Orange County? Yeah, yeah that's a, that's a, that's an interesting game. Yes, we end Deportes solo. Yeah, see solo. Not yeah, right? I don't know. Is he ever yet? I don't think I'm he's there sure. yet. Maybe a couple slow, more weeks. Slow time. Slow we'll time. see. We'll see. Uh, any last thoughts, boys, well. before we wrap it up? Uh, for me, thanks for sticking around. Sorry for the technical difficulties. You can blame the intern, which is myself. Uh, this we is, always do, Edwin. This we is why do. Owen's giving me the cut. <laughs> um, uh, I do want to shout out okay, Tyler we'll and hashtag, Scott. Back to hashtag Deadwin very soon. Deadwin. <laughs> we need a shirt for that. Uh, I want to shout out Tyler and Scott once again. Thank you so much for those super chats. Uh, and the rest of the chat, thank you so much for sticking with us. I know <laughs> it was a little bit later than usual, but we appreciate it as always, like Edwin said. Had some stuff going on behind the scenes, but we were able to pull through. That's yeah. what we got here at PHNX. We, we pulled every option. They, they don't notice, but we we were the computer you're seeing right over there. We were about to snag you for this. We're stream. downloading we were, software. I'm like, what utility are you talking about? Yeah. So, so we tried every option. So you know, we'll have a stream. It's regardless okay. He, of he the thinks options. that we're just we're downloading spyware. Yeah, they're checking up on me. Yeah. They're, they're they're checking for Greg Hurst comments at my home. Yeah. yeah. We're just getting, making sure, you know. Getting, no, no, no more Greg Hurstland. Getting cyberbullied. Yeah, okay. it's terrible. Any more Greg Hurstland from him would just tip that chair backwards. And... <laughs> All right, y'all. And if you guys are watching us, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. It does uh, help support the channel. If uh, you do that, it helps us grow. It helps us find more rising fans just like yourself, and we can all have a better and uh, awesome time here at PHNX Rising. And if you haven't yet, make sure to follow us on Twitter as well. We're growing there daily. We got a follower basically every day. Yes, sir. It's growing and growing. Um, and again, our Twitter handle is PHNX underscore underscore rising. Double the underscores, double the fun. There you go. Well, that wraps it up for us tonight here at Wild Horse Pass again. Rising 2-1 over Miami FC. I'm not saying the, the Miami I'm not FC. Saying the the, I'm the Miami FC. <laughs> we'll be back uh, on Tuesday with a great show. It's been a long week. Time for some rest. Maybe uh, time for some chelas. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what we're doing up tonight. But thank you so much for sticking in with us. Have a great night. Be safe. Be well. Until next time. See you later.